This is episode 36, Online Course Promotion Strategies Revealed with Phil Ebner. Hello and welcome to the Online Course Coaching Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello and welcome. I'm Tim Cooper, and I coach experts in all fields who want to expand their reach, share their knowledge, message, and passion, and inspire people to live more fulfilling lives. For over 30 years, I have taught in the workplace, workshops, in the classroom, and online. And if you have a message burning inside you that needs to get out into the world, contact me today. There are lots of pieces to the puzzle when it comes to being a successful online course creator. And in today's episode, I speak with Phil Ebener, who is a full-time online course instructor. He walked away from his job probably about eight months ago now. I spoke to him nine months ago as he was kind enough to be interviewed for my Creating Successful Online Courses course as one of the three six-figure earners that were part of that course. At that time, Phil was averaging about 10,000 US a month and he was four weeks away from going full-time. Now, nine months down the track, Phil has created a number of new courses and is now averaging between fifteen and $20,000 US a month just in course sales alone. How would you like to walk away from your job and just create online courses and earn that sort of money? It's pretty inspiring, isn't it? Now, when I spoke with Phil as part of my online course, Phil gave me so much information, we didn't even get around to talking about promotion. So in this episode, we're going to be talking primarily about how to promote your courses, not only on Udemy, Udemy will be part of it, but we'll also be talking about how to promote your courses on platforms such as Teachable and the benefits to be gained in co-creating online courses with others. So hang around because Phil always shares a wealth of information. But before we get into the main interview, I'd just like to remind you that I am offering those complimentary 20-minute Skype coaching calls. Now, these are no obligation, no strings attached. I'm not going to sell you a thing. We're just going to get together on Skype and talk for 20 minutes about your current hurdle. What is your number one challenge when it comes to creating online courses? Now, if you want to book a 20-minute slot, all you do is you just go to ecoursedomination.com that's ecoursedomination.com and on the right hand sidebar there'll be a yellow box saying one to one coaching. Just enter your details in there, select your time spot and we'll get on the call. If you're on a mobile device, you may have to scroll down to the bottom to find that input box. Now it can take a few seconds to load, but it will appear. And as always, the show notes for the show can be found at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 36. That's the numbers three and six. And there you will find a summary of today's episode along with all the links and resources that were mentioned during the show. And Phil will be sharing some links to some very valuable resources along the way. And you'll find all those links in the show notes. That's ecoursedomination.com forward slash 36. But without any further ado, let's get into this interview. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Online Course Coaching Podcast. And today I have a very special guest. Now, this guest joined me and actually helped me a lot when I was creating my 
create a successful online course course for Udemy. He was one of the three six-figure earners that was kind enough to interview for the no, for the course. Now, Phil was so uh, prepared and he shared so much information, we didn't even get through all the interview questions because he just was sharing so much. And we said, we must get back on and talk about promotion because obviously, and, and Phil can go into more about where he is now because when I spoke to him and that was, like months nine ago. Months ago. Yeah, nine months yeah. ago. He was he was four weeks out of becoming a full time instructor. How how special is that? Walking away from from a job and into a full time instructor. So so with no further ado, I would really like to welcome Phil Ebner to the show. Welcome, Phil. Hey, thanks so much, Tim. It's a pleasure to be back. Now we're on Blab, so this is pretty cool for the people that are watching this on Blab right now. And yeah, it's been crazy. I I was just reviewing that podcast we did i was looking at my income numbers back then i was kind of comparing it to to now and yeah i i left my full-time job about four weeks after that podcast in may of 2015 this year and i've been doing this full-time since that is awesome that's awesome so for those listeners out there who who don't know your your history can you just sort of no, it gives a bit of feeling like where you were and now where you're at. Yeah, definitely. So for people who don't know anything about me, I started teaching online courses in 2012. On I started with Udemy and I have a video creation background. I studied film production in college and that's what I was doing full time for a few years. And I know a lot about video editing and motion graphics and Photoshop and all that kind of creative stuff, which lends itself well to teaching others how to use tools like Adobe Premiere Pro and Adobe After Effects. And so in 2012, I started teaching online courses. I just did it out of the blue because I heard about this Udemy thing. I didn't know much about it. I didn't have a website or anything before no brand, no followers. And I was able to make $60 in that first month. And I got addicted to teaching online classes. And since then, I've created over 40 classes. And um, the income sort of just kept going up and up and up for me. I have been really lucky to have been doing this for a while now, um, kind of getting into it when Udemy was starting. And I think in March, I had 60,000 students on Udemy. Now I have over 110,000 um, in all my courses. And in March, I was averaging, when we talk, spoke last, I was averaging about $10,000 on all of my different platforms on Udemy. I had my classes on Skillshare, SkillFeed, um, and some other ones back then. Now I, um, and especially since I left my full-time job in May, I've been able to create a lot more courses and I'm averaging about between 15 to 20,000 um, per month. So it's been pretty crazy quitting my job. Well, I didn't really quit my job. I left my job because we were moving across the state, uh, but it was a good opportunity to, to leave that job and just to focus on this full time and it's been paying paying off. So I'm excited to talk more about the promotion aspect. That's something that I didn't, I, I would say that I was definitely not a, an expert on when I started, but I'm learning a lot how to use promotion, especially for Udemy classes, but also for my courses outside of Udemy. So that's, 
that's my story. <laughs> that's absolutely, and it, it is very, very inspiring to um, you know, fifteen to twenty thousand a month. And just before we get into the promotion side, just so that people can get some a handle on how much work that entails. I guess you're working 80 hours a week to get that, that money. That, see, yeah. that's the beautiful thing is that while I am still spending about 40 hours a week working, um, I would say 30 of that is spent doing stuff related to creating online courses and promoting it. But it's all stuff that I love. It's making videos, posting them on YouTube. It's blogging about stuff I love. I Just today, for example, I just got to go out to lunch with my wife in the middle of the day and I went on a bike ride this morning. So I, I really do um, keep myself, uh, I have a good schedule. I wake up in the morning around seven, I start working and I, I'm usually done by four or five, uh, but I get to take breaks whenever I want. It's, it's really a, a lucky, a great thing to do. And um, a lot of people are starting to teach online. I believe anybody can teach a course and, uh, slowly build their own passive income through it. And that's the beautiful thing too, is you create a course, you put it online. And aside from promoting it, you've done most of the work once you post it. And uh, some of the, we've talked about, we talk about how you have an hourly wage of $25 or $30 or $10 or whatever it is for normal jobs here in the U here in the U.S., I think the average salary or the average hourly wage is $25 an hour. But for some of the hours that I put into creating an online course, I'm making hundreds of dollars just because you get that exponential growth as time goes on because you can continue to sell the course. So it's you can tell I'm just so amazed at this whole experience. I'm I'm loving it. And yeah, it's been it's been really cool. <laughs> No, that's fantastic, and the thing is, like the and and the point is there, and this is why we're going to be talking about promotion because, as you're saying, you are working still like a normal week, but it's your choice. And if you decided to go away for a holiday for two two weeks or even two months, things aren't going to fall to pieces. So that's so it, it's that freedom to do what you want. But people who are creative, they're not just going to stop stop creating because. No, they're making money. They, they're always going to create. And, and people who want to help are always going to want to help people. But it's in your own time at, at times that are convenient to you, which is the big thing about passive income. So let's talk about, because I, I do want to, because my listeners, some are Udemy type people, some are on Teachable and, and some are on their own platform. So obviously this isn't, no, my show is not only about Udemy. It's the broader thing. But Udemy is the big elephant in the room. So where do you want to start this discussion on? Yeah, well, I was promotion? writing down some things um, that my basic tools, the basic things I'm doing to promote my courses, uh, the things that are working for me. So I can kind of talk. I have three main points that I want to talk about. One is just how I'm using my promotional announcements. How do I promote my actual Udemy courses? The second thing is promoting on my own site is in particular for hosting my courses using Teachable. Um, and then the last thing I kind of want to talk about is how I've been able to recently start co-creating courses and why the promotion just uh, doubles when you have a co-instructor. Um, so first, I just want to talk about Udemy uh, specifically. I think a lot of instructors have a hard time um, knowing how to promote a course, 
the thing with Udemy, for those who don't know, when you promote your own course and you use your own unique URL that you get through your course site, uh, you get 97% of the revenue from that. And otherwise, you're splitting splitting it with Udemy 50-50. And so it's a really awesome thing that to try to promote your own courses because you can make a lot more money and you have more control about the price for the price of your course. Uh, so as a lot of people know, Udemy does a lot of discounting. And so while I'm, I do suggest that instructors take part in the Udemy promotions and discounts. That's where a lot of my income comes from. Uh, I also think that we should be trying to promote our own courses at a little bit higher price point. Um, so the first thing for me that is that when I promote new courses, um, I'm always keeping my prices around $29 when I launch a new course. A lot of new instructors and a lot of instructors I see they've fallen into the trap of decreasing their prices because Udemy is so heavy into discounting. So a lot of people will send promotional announcements with their courses for $7, for $2, for $5, for $9. And while that works for some people who already have a huge student base, and it probably would work for me because I have over 100,000 students who would potentially get my promotional announcements, for people who are starting out, uh, you're not going to make a lot of money by promoting your course for $2. And then you're also training your, your student base to expect those lower prices. And so for me, my personal opinion is to make sure that when you're doing your own promotions, keep it at a price that you're comfortable selling it with. And for me, that has been $29 uh, when I launch a new course. And I think my students expect that. And so when I have lately created um, new courses and promoted them through the promotional announcements, I get a lot of sales at $29. I was just talking to another instructor, Matt Bernstein, about this. And I was looking at a recent course launch where I did it at $19 versus one that I did at $29 or two that I did at $29. And I made so much more money when I, promote, when I launched it at $29. So there are people that are out there willing to pay that $29 price or just a higher price for your course. And you're just going to make a lot more money from that. Um, I think the best thing for me and my strategy, which kind of goes into promotion on Udemy, is creating more courses. And so while I'm saying I want you guys to create more courses, um, it just lends itself to being able to promote because you can cross promote your your courses to your students. And that might be a little obvious, but for me, now I have over 40 courses on Udemy. I have students coming in from all different kind of um, areas. And so I have photographers coming into my classes. I have video creators. Now I'm getting a lot of online business creators coming into some of my classes. And when I promote a photography course, Maybe the people that came into my video editing courses are interested in that. And so um, I think even mm -hmm. having separate uh, topic areas has lent itself to being, uh, being fruitful for me. And so for me, I think my biggest advice for, for Udemy for promoting is to definitely use the promotional announcements. Um, I try to send two per month. Uh, that's the limit, but... Uh, use them because you have those two announcements. 
And when, and then the last, the last strategy I would say for when I launch a course, um, and a lot of people are using this strategy is just having the, having an increasing price and a limited amount of coupons and time when you promote a course, whether it's new or whether it's something you've had on. So what I mean by that is when I launch a course, I'll have, I'll say, Hey, everyone, this course I'm launching, it's brand new for the first 10 people or for the first 50 people, you can get it at $29 for the next 50 people. You can get it at 39. And then usually I'll have one more set of 50 for 49. And, and by the way, all of these coupons go away at the end of next week. And even though there's a lot of people on Udemy who understand, well, there's going to be a big sale. There's going to be a black Friday. There's going to be a Christmas sale that Udemy puts on. Uh, and I could probably get that course later for a cheaper price. There are still a lot of people that end up buying that course specifically because I have the limited amount of coupons and limited amount of time. And so that's a very basic thing that you can do. But I also see a lot of instructors not using that technique when they promote their own courses. Mm. No, I like that. And uh, that's something that I, I might change too because I do do that step up promotion I, and I, I think I I come in around about I like any yeah. numbers in seven so I, so I start I start with 27 then I go up to 47 67 but the way that I did it was on on a date and I, I like I like your on the on the on the limited number of, of coupons because once again you've got to create urgency um, before we go on to I just want to I want to welcome everybody who has joined us today Please feel free to enter your questions. So if you put a, a slash Q and then type your question in, if it's on topic, Phil will answer it on the spot. And we will be opening up the seat at the end of the official interview for Q&A. So if you want a hot seat, now if you want some coaching, ask Phil anything specific, we will be opening up that seat. So hang around. And Phil will also be offering some very, very special prices on some very, very valuable courses at the end as well. So, but yeah, please this is the reason why we do these interviews on Blab is to give you the opportunity for interaction. So please enter your, your questions during the interview and saying if they're on topic, Phil will answer them, but hang around to the end and you can jump in the hot seat for some coaching. So sorry for, for cutting you off. No, that's great. Yeah. I, yeah. Thanks everyone for joining. This is, this is awesome. I'm loving this Blab uh, format and I've been doing some other interviews on Blab and just being able to interact with the viewers is really great. Um, but yeah, I like your point. So using seven, that's something that is interesting. I actually haven't used seven, the number seven as a price, um, for my promotions. I should do that. All of my courses or most of my courses now, I try to make sure it's ends in a seven. I was just, just talking to another instructor, Dave Espino, who comes from a marketing background and there's been a lot of research done for digital products that the seven, ending your price in a seven works even better than a nine. And so uh, we were kind of talking about why that is, but there have been studies. So I think it's smart to end your course prices in a seven. And I'm going to have to try the promotions uh, at that price as well. Like 27, yeah, 27, seven, or even like 17, 27, 37, that could, that could work well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know like, if you, it, I think it depends on the market you're trying to to reach because I know in Asia eight is a lucky number, and I and I believe I think in Europe or something seven is the seven is the mm. is the number. So I think it's the I think it's the market you're trying to reach. We have had a question yeah. come in. 
This is a good one. So Mercedes is asking about, um, so she saw that I was teaching photography, uh, which is a technical skill. Uh, but what about people who aren't teaching something te- technical? Uh, can you still make money from courses that aren't technical? And maybe while I'm giving my first answer, uh, you can type in the chat, uh, what kind of courses are you doing uh, right now? Or what, if you're not doing a course, what kind of skills are you doing uh, or do you have right now? So Barb, hey, Barb, again, I saw we were on Blab last night again. But yeah, sourdough bread, there's this this lady that's making sourdough bread. And again, that could be seen as something technical, but it's more of a soft skill that does do really well. So you, you came in, Kiske, Kiske, uh, oh gosh, I don't know you, how you pronounce if that's a name, but uh, motivation and success. I think it really depends on what uh, type of course it is. It has to have a specific goal, a specific problem that you're solving for people. So I see, I do see a lot of people who are doing the more coaching style classes, doing motivational speaking and how to live a better life, how to um, improve yourself in all sorts of different ways, financially, personally, relationship. Um, For me, I'm trying to think of all my courses, if there's any that are more those sort of soft skills or uh, those non-technical classes, like you see, a lot of my my classes are specific tools that I use while I am um, doing what I, I love, creating video. So I'm teaching video editing platforms. I'm, uh, oh, I hear, see Barb here, just here to support. Oh, yeah. Hey, Barb. <laughs> um, and so a lot of my skills courses are technical and they do really well because when someone wants to learn a specific skill uh, to advance their career, they go on Udemy and they want to learn how to do web programming. They want to learn how to build websites. They want to learn how to make videos or take better photos. Um, I do have a course that I taught on freelancing. That's probably my best uh, course that's related to what you're doing, Mercedes. And it's, um, it's done okay. It's, it's basically a freelancing course where I taught people how, um, how to freelance. And it was like how to find your skill, how to find uh, the freelance skill that you would be best, best at. Um, but it didn't do as well as I would like. Um, so for me, honestly, I don't have the best uh, answer for me personally, but I do know that there are a lot of people making money doing those motivational courses, but I think you have to have a specific angle at it. Are you teaching specific yoga instructors how to be successful? Are you teaching specific types of business people how to be successful, how to make more money in a certain way or how to be happier? Um, It has to have like a specific goal in mind. So hopefully that kind of answers your question. You'll notice with all of my classes, I try to make it solve a problem. And uh, Tim's back. Hey, Tim. <laughs> I did I did warn you, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. We're, uh, I'm still answering Mercedes' uh, question, but awesome. I was basically just saying that for a lot of my classes, uh, they are technical, but it's all about finding a specific problem that you can solve. 
And so when so someone buys a class because they want their problem to be solved. So whether it's a technical thing, like I need to learn how to edit a photo in Photoshop, or it's a motivational success type thing, I need to learn how to be less stressful. That's how you have to gear your course. And that goes through how you actually build the course. That goes through how you title, describe your course, and how you promote the course as well. So hopefully I answered that, Mercedes. And I'll pick it up on the replay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Next. So 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 let's move on. So we so you've you've covered Udemy promotion. So let's get yeah. let's let's just get on to the other popular platforms and, and, and well teachable is one of them but there are others that offer similar setups now things i want you to talk about in here too in your promotions is is, is do you offer a tiered pricing like, like, like a tiered offer and i also noticed that in one of your offers you offer a subscription mm-hmm. model is that is that part of your teachable yeah courses? so for teachable i just started hosting my courses on teachable in October. I'd actually tried hosting them on Teachable or when it was called Use Fedora way back, maybe like a year or so ago, right when they were starting. Um, But I didn't have that much success at all. And I just didn't have, I didn't spend enough time converting my Udemy class to my Teachable hosted class. Um, But for me, so what I've done is I've basically put all of my courses that are on Udemy on Teachable. And so this is self-hosted on my own site, uh, videoschoolonline.com. And when you go to videoschoolonline.com, there is a courses button. And then in my blog articles, I'll link to the courses. And now they're mostly linked to the courses on Teachable. I haven't done much direct promotion to my courses, to my audience, um, yet to my courses on Teachable. I basically put them up there. I've let organic traffic come from my YouTube channel, from my blog post. I've let them find my courses on Teachable. And surprisingly enough, since I've grown somewhat of an audience, people have found them and have started to actually purchase them. And I'm making full price sales, which is so awesome um, because people are actually willing to pay the price that I think is fair for my courses. Uh, So Hopefully they're not watching right now, but there's people who are paying $10 for a class on Udemy. And then there's people that are paying 147 or 197 on, on my Teachable site. And um, so in terms of my promotion strategy with Teachable, it's kind of similar to what I'm doing with Udemy, where I'm writing blog articles to try to get people organically finding my courses. And all of my articles I try to make related to a topic that I teach on. I'll link to that course in that those articles. And then I'll also post a lot of YouTube videos. I have been pretty religious at posting videos on YouTube over the past three years since I started teaching online. I've posted almost at least one video per, per week um, or more. So now I have over 200 videos on my YouTube channel. And that's just grown as similar to how my income has grown on Udemy. Now I have over 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. And all I did was just continue to post relevant topics related to my courses on YouTube. And people, before I was um, pushing people, I would include a link on the YouTube video to the Udemy course. And there were actually people who would find my 
YouTube video. And then there was a discount coupon on the video for my Udemy course and people would actually buy it. And so a lot of people uh, do try to promote their courses on YouTube, I know. uh, But I think it's more than I think I've been successful because it's more than just I I post more than just videos to promote my Udemy courses. I post, I just Mm -hmm. post a lot of free content uh, trying to build my audience and my brand. Um, So with Teachable, uh, you were asking about subscription model. I do, um, so I have all my courses for the same price as on Udemy, but I've bundled my courses into different segments on my Teachable site. So for people who don't know about Teachable, that's one really cool thing about them is you can bundle your courses and sell them as a as a bundle. And for me, I've had a long, uh, for a long time, I've had a lot of trouble trying to figure out and segment my audience because I'm teaching video related courses, I'm teaching photography related courses, and then I've started to teach online business type topics. And uh, for a while on my website and through my promotions on Udemy, I just didn't know how to how to promote to all those different people. And so Tim's uh, back and I'm just talking about how for a while I was, I was struggling with how to segment my audience on my own site and on Udemy because I have different, I have my video creator courses, I have my photography courses, and I have my online teaching courses. And so I've bundled all of those courses into those categories on Teachable, which is awesome. And I put it at a higher price so you can do a one-time fee. And for each of those bundles, it's $4.97. And so it's st- it's already a discount to get the bundle if compared to getting each course individually. But I've also recently added the option to do a subscription to that those bundles. And right now I'm doing it very cheap. So if anyone's out there and wants to get the bundles, it's a really good offer right now because it's $9 a month. Um, and some people might say, well, there's sites like Skillshare. There was SkillFeed where you can pay $19 and get every single course on that platform for $19. Why would I go to your site and pay $9? Well, that's true. There are, and a lot of my courses are on Skillshare. So you could pay the Skillshare price, but for people who are just coming to my site, they see that they're getting all these courses related to photography for $9 a month. That's a pretty good deal. Mm. And I've, I've, just started that last month and I've already seen a few people start to purchase those packages. Um, And I think the subscription model could be really awesome for me uh, or for anyone, because, you know, if I get a hundred subscribers to one of those packages, that's $900 a month. If I can get a thousand people to subscribe to those, those courses, that's $9,000 a month. And that's going to be a lot of work to get that many subscribers and maybe I'll increase the price a little bit. But the other thing with the courses on my own site with those subscriptions is you get a more personal interaction with me. I pay more attention to those courses versus the courses on Skillshare. Not that I don't pay attention to Skillshare, but I just want to add a little bit more benefit to my courses on Skill on my Teachable site. And in the future, I do want to 
in, include other bonuses and um, maybe do try to make my courses that are on my own site better than what you could get on Udemy. Uh, because that's a fear too, is that someone will see my course on Udemy and on my site and they'll obviously get it on Udemy if they have a discount. Um, so I wanna make it somehow different to differentiate it from on Udemy to try to make it look better. But the subscription model has helped so far. Um, I think the one worry or the thing that I, I think is good for me is that I have so many courses. I have in each of those bundles at least eight or nine courses. In my video creation bundle, I have over, I think like 15 courses in that bundle. And so I'm gonna take a sip of water right now, but if you only have a couple courses, I don't think a bundle, a subscription-based bundle would work, but but a bundle could still work. If you have related courses, you could still bundle them together and uh, basically put them up uh, for a little bit better price than buying them individually, but um, get them, yeah, just have, but still do the bundle. Cool. So, Yeah. I might switch over to Firefox because Chrome. I'm, I'm actually not crashing. Just, 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 just the, the Chrome browser is just uh, bombing out. So I might have to change browsers in a minute. Um, I just got a lot. Of, a lot of people say that when they're doing their teachable courses, that they you shouldn't offer the same as you you've got on Udemy because of what what you're talking about. So, what you've got the same the same offering between Udemy and, and Teachable. I do, and I think. Um... I think it would be better to have maybe something a little different, but I have a lot of people coming to my site who might have never been on Udemy. And so for me, it's kind of like, why not have it on my own site, the same course in case they want to purchase it from my own site. And so, um, hmm. yeah, I don't have like a real strong opinion about why you wouldn't want to do that. Um, the key thing I think is to figure out where you're going to direct outside traffic. Are you going to promote, say you're writing a blog post or say you're on YouTube, are you going to direct them to your Udemy course or are you gonna direct them to your Teachable course? <laughs> and that's a, that's a big question. I think um, for me, I've slowly transitioned to starting to promote my courses on Teachable, but Udemy has done so well for me that I don't, I don't want to leave that behind, especially right now when they're still growing, when my income on Udemy is still growing and there's still so much of an opportunity. As with all things, who knows if Udemy is going to be around in 10 years or five years or two years. Uh, we saw SkillFeed, which wasn't as big as Udemy at all, but it was still a great site that was earning me about $2,000 a month. They disappeared in a couple months. Um, and so I don't want to continue to keep all my eggs in one basket on Udemy. I want to make sure that I'm prepared for that day um, that you that it it goes away. And Barb is asking, I thought it was against Udemy policy to post our offered our courses offered there as for sale on another platform. That is actually yeah. not true. Yeah. You own the content. You can post it wherever you want. You can post the same exact course wherever uh, that's one of the good things about Udemy is that you do have that opportunity to do that and and so that's why i have my courses on udemy i have them on skillshare i i reorganize them 
on uh, Skillshare, so that's more geared to their audience. But yeah, as Tim says, as long as it's not free, you can't offer a paid course on Udemy for free on another platform. Um, so yeah. I think where I'm going, and this is, this is very, with, with Teachable, you've got so much more flexibility. Now, now you've got your bundling, you've got your subscription, and you've got ways to, to bring in things. And, and what I'm looking at in my future courses is I'm looking at providing a, a live coaching element. So I'm actually incorporating mm-hmm. webinars as part of the deal. And you can do that on Teachable. I'm actually going through a process now where I'm setting up my own membership site and I'm just hosting through, um, I've got, I've got optimized press. So I'm not even using a, an LMS at all. I'm, I'm just going back to, to, to basics because I'm going through Eben Pagan's digital product blueprint that's cost me. Now, if, now if you talk about p- people willing, being, being willing to pay for digital products, that, that one course cost me 100 and, no, sorry, 1997 dollars us right and it's and it's worth its weight in gold obviously there's not there's a marketing component and a production so it's it's worth its weight in gold but so i'm going through that process i'm not, I'm not going to spend that amount of money and then not follow the advice but i think i think the big thing is that with with teachable you've got you've got so much more um flexibility or if you if you've got your own your own membership site and i think i think membership sites and subscription models they're no they're great to to, to drip feed and I like the way that you're saying you're talking about content marketing and if you're going to bring people organically to your site then you want to keep them on your site and the best way to keep them on your site is to have something like Udemy or a membership site just to just to slide them straight over to I'm a big fan like if you, if you listen to my my podcast I'm, I'm a big fan of getting value for your hard work and not you know, stuff going out at 10 bucks so yeah t- totally and I think <laughs> I have come I've become an online instructor and and I guess you can call me I'm learning online marketing online entrepreneur whatever you want to call me I've become who I am through Udemy this is the first time I've ever done any sort of online digital product there's a whole different segment of people who have done online courses and online marketing that have done it a different way where you have a course that's priced like you said almost $2,000 or $1,000 or way higher. And there is a process of having a webinar, a free webinar that you get people to attend and promote your course through that webinar, get them on an email list, get them on a sequence. And that's something that I'm currently exploring. I'm putting together some more bigger ticket items that include coaching like you're talking about that would include some webinars as well. Uh, But that's something I didn't know about before I started teaching on Udemy. And so um, I think that's, that's how I'm going to try to do it. There's still people willing to pay like, like you did, you paid $2,000 mm. for a course. And it sounds like it was worth it for you, especially if you're taking action and using what you learned. Um, and I think I could, I could try to provide something like that as well. Um, one thing that I'm doing with promotion on Teachable and on Udemy as well is, since I've had a lot of courses on the platform for a while, I need to update them. They're getting old. The Also, like I taught a lot different three years ago versus now. I was a lot worse than I am now. The quality of the video and the audio and everything was worse. And so I'm updating my classes, um, not just to update them, but to add new content that I didn't have before. And for a couple of my classes specifically my online teaching class and my photography class 
I've added new sections. So for example, for my photography class, um, a lot of students wanted to learn how to do long exposure photography. That's a certain type of uh, photography that you can do at night. You can also do it, do it during the day, but I didn't have lessons on that. And so I went out and I created a full section, like eight or so, eight or nine lessons on long exposure photography. I added it to my full photography course, but I also posted just those lessons as a free course on Udemy and on my own Teachable site. Um, because And from there, I try to get people onto my full photography class. Uh, the people who are in the full photography class get the benefit of getting more content. They like me more now because I'm mm -hmm. adding value to the course that they're already in, that they already paid for. But I'm also getting a lot of people on Udemy enrolled in that free course. And on my Teachable course, I'm getting a lot of people signing up for that free course as well. And the best thing about Teachable is that we get their emails. And I haven't started to put together any marketing towards the uh, the students on my Teachable classes, on my free classes yet. But that's another big thing that I'm doing uh, in 2016 is focusing on promoting my free courses on Teachable. And uh, then I'm going to get all my free students, put them in some sort of email sequence that promotes the full course. And so for all the instructors out there, the good idea is to try to update some of your old courses and then take those those updates, create a mini course out of that. And that's the strategy that I've done for a long time is just creating free content, giving it away and building my my brand and my student base that way. Mm. Awesome. That's why I say to Mercedes, we will be opening up that seat at the end of the end of the interview. But no, Phil and I always fall down rabbit holes, so we really want to get uh, get let Phil get all his information out. But we will get you into that seat as soon as we finish the interview. So the third the third point that you wanted to go into, Phil. Yeah. So the last thing again, it's it's combined promotion with course creation, but. I've been doing a lot of co-instructing with other course uh, instructors. Um, and the most obvious benefit is that if you're teaching a class with someone else on Udemy or online that has their own audience, they're going to be able to promote the course to their own students. And so take me who has 110,000 students on Udemy. If I co-teach a course with someone with 20,000 or 30,000 students, I'm being opened up to a brand new audience that way. Um, I've co-taught a few courses just with friends of mine who haven't been on Udemy, who don't uh, have their own brand or website or anything like that. And that's that's been good for me because I'm able to teach a course with someone that has an expertise that I might not have. So all the way that I've been doing a lot of these co-creating co-instructed courses is I'm kind of the narrator of the course. I introduce the topic. I'll add some thoughts and some lessons here and there, but they're really the expert that is teaching the class. Uh, but I'm also doing all the promotion. I'm doing all the editing of the lessons. And so we split the revenue 50-50, um, but that's just one way to increase the amount of courses that you have. And then lately I've been starting to do some co-instructed courses with other Udemy instructors and that's worked pretty well. I think you have to be careful and know you definitely have to be honest with yourself and and with the other person and think, is this really 
a good idea? Is this beneficial for my students? Is this, am I doing this for the right reason? Don't just do it to use their another instructor's audience. I've had people come to me, ask if they wanted if I wanted to co-instruct a course with them, and I look at their content and not that I'm going to just not teach a course with you because your content's not as good as mine in terms of quality. But I also need to make sure that it makes sense. So someone came to me and asked if I wanted to teach a a course on, what was it? it? It was some sort of motivational topic like Mercedes was asking about, about success. And I'm not a, a motivational coach. I'm not someone who feels comfortable teaching that topic. And they were just looking to... You, I don't know if this was really true, but I feel like they were just using me to to use my my audience, and that's something that you have to be careful about. Is just make sure that it's it's a good idea. Make sure that it's a topic that your students, um, your current students, would be interested in, because that's the only way promotions work. Is if you send, if you promote courses to your students that they might be interested in. Um, so. Open, just ask people though. That's one thing is you can just ask. And it's the same thing that goes to growing your YouTube channel or your website. It's great to do guest posts. It's great to do collaborations on YouTube to grow your channel. It's one of the easiest ways to grow your audience. And it could be doing a co-instructed course. It could be doing a video together, or it could be do what, doing what like Tim's doing right here and interviewing different people. And you can interview people about whatever course topics you have. And their audience will come to you and you'll be able to grow your own brand that way. Let's hmm. see, one of my, it was my second Udemy course was an interview, an interview style course on how to create successful online courses. And I selected uh, three six figure income, like so people who, who are making six figures through course sales alone and interviewed them on how they did it. So it wasn't a, this is the way you do a video, this is the way you do it. It was more like a mindset and uh, like anybody can do it. And, it, and it's, it's proven very inspirational. And a number, a number of people have contacted me saying that, you know, just talking to people who, it's everyday people who've gone out there and started earning six figures, anybody can do it. So it is very inspirational. So, yeah, you can, you can do that. And I also just want to come back to when you're saying when you're, where, where are you going to send your, your traffic? Are you, are you going to send them to Udemy or are you going to send them to your own site? Well, for me, it's a hands down. You, you're going to send them to your own site and, you, and you're going to, you're going to keep them on the site because there's, there's a couple of things. Firstly, if you're doing any, if, if you're going to be spending money on promotion, like say Facebook advertising or anything like that, if you go to your Udemy landing page and they're reading down your information, they've also got the people also bought these courses. So, you know, they can, they could click off your landing page onto another instructor's course. And now you've just paid Facebook to send them to Udemy to buy somebody else's course. So if I think if, if you're spending any money in your marketing, you've got to keep it. In, Definitely. And also yeah. capture email addresses because that's one thing Udemy doesn't give you. Udemy doesn't give you the email addresses. So have some form. Like I, I think as an instructor, you have to have a website. You have to have a web presence. You should have a blog because it's saying like feels very successful. And I'm, I, I actually subscribe to Phil's blog. Um so very successful in content marketing, creating valuable content. Put and, and don't be afraid to put your best stuff out there for free. People will respect and go, well, if he's giving that away for nothing, what's he going to? What's he going to give us for what we pay for? So, 
Yeah, totally. And speaking of uh, paying for traffic, paying for get growing your audience, that's something that I'm I have started to do is on Facebook. I'm starting to promote some of my free courses on Teachable just to try to get people into them. I've also started doing the retargeting advertisements so that if anyone does visit my my Teachable course page, but they don't buy it, they'll hopefully see an ad on Facebook that targets them. I'm going to post a link for everyone on Blab. Uh, I think you've done you've done an interview with Rob Cubbin. I have. Before. Yeah, Rob is an amazing guy. And he, just like we're talking about, he gives out so much great free content. He posted on Facebook the other day about how he was doing Facebook retargeting for his own site. He doesn't host on Teachable, but he does teach uh, host on his own site. And he was making, um, tw- nine, I, th- I think it was $9 sales or $27 sales, uh, but paying only you know 50 cents a click for it. And um, so here's a video that he posted on his YouTube channel. Um, I'll just type in that's Rob Cubbins uh, Facebook ad retargeting tutorial. Retargeting tutorial. And this is what I use to, to create my own uh, Facebook retargeted ads because it is a little confusing when you're starting. Um, you have to put the pixel and there's so much you have to learn how to do, but you have to put it. what they call a pixel on your own site so that Facebook can basically see these are the people who are, who have been to your site. And now I can direct an ad to that person. Um, So another example of a person who is, again, he could have created a course and I would have paid for this course on how to use Facebook, how to do Facebook retargeting because it was so confusing for me. I didn't know how to do it. But he went out went out and created a free tutorial for it uh, that is better than anyone else's that I've seen. Uh, so a great example of content marketing. Tim is logging back on. Um, but uh, let's see. So, okay, there you are, Tim. Yeah. I just I, I was just closing up, wrapping up about how great Rob is uh, with content marketing, how this video he put out, I would have paid for a course of his on Facebook retargeting, but he just put it out for free. So Mm, he's a great man. Okay. We're going to firstly, thank you, Phil, for for once again, sharing so much. I always love speaking with Phil because it it just, it's just like your mind just goes, so much information. (laughs) It's fantastic. Always appreciate that. Um, Now we are opening up the seat and I know Mercedes, if Mercedes is still with us, you have been wanting to jump in, so we will give you priority if you want to click on that that call in button. But uh, now we will open up for uh, for, for general Q and A for anybody who wants to jump in. So Barbara was talking about just she posted about there is something to be said though about uh, the power of Udemy and branding and marketing on Udemy. They have eight or maybe nine million subscribers now, and that's continuing to grow. You think eight million is eight million is a lot of uh, students, but you think about the population of the world and they're continuing to open up to new markets. There is a potential for having hundreds of millions of people on this site. Um, so while I'm not, like I said before, while I'm starting to promote my courses on my own site, build that audience, I still am using Udemy uh, to grow my own brand. And there's ways to uh, legitimately using under the rules of Udemy, get people onto your own site. 
Some of those are using the last lecture in your courses. Now you're allowed to promote basically anything. You can direct people to your website. Um, and then just throughout your courses, you can um, put at the end of your video, and I think even a watermark, you can still put your website address. You can use educational announcements to send people to um, blog articles that you're doing, to blabs if you're doing blabs, to anything that is free, basically. And that's just an, a good way to convert Udemy students to uh, your, your own audience. Uh, but yeah, Udemy is strong. It's growing. They just move into new offices in San Francisco, so they must be doing pretty well. I've actually been to their offices um, from the very beginning, and they've moved, I think, three times now, or or they've moved twice. They've been in three places since I knew knew them, and each time the office gets bigger and better, and the, the workers there are just so happy. And that's that's the best thing to see is that you see the Udemy uh workers and they're happy and they're excited about helping us instructors out they're happy excited about helping out the students and that's what you want to, uh, is a company that's there to help you out and even though there's lots of rules and things that instructors get upset about in the end all they're trying to do is make it a better place for students and instructors and i i honestly believe that 99% of the stuff they're doing is going to be beneficial in the end and has helped me become a better teacher and make more money as an instructor. So, mm. yeah, yeah. No, that's good. So once again, anybody who wants to, to jump into that hot seat and uh, get some, get some coaching, talk to, talk to Phil, ask a question directly, please do so. Mercedes did have a question here. I'll bring it up. Um, she did ask before, do you have a separate channel for the online courses or a combined channel for everything? I'm going to answer, assuming you're talking about just for myself personally. Um, so I do have my brand, which is videoschoolonline.com. I'll post a link to that. And uh, I do put Basically, up till now, I put everything. I've blogged about my online courses. I've blogged about my life. I blog about everything on there. And that's something that I've kind of just learned from people that I follow. I like following people that teach me what I want to learn, whether it's how to do online marketing or how to, I don't know, I follow people who do video stuff. Um, but I like showing my personal side. I like not just keeping it about the one thing that I'm teaching. And maybe there's people who get turned off by that, but I think showing your personality is good. I did just recently redesign uh, my own website for my personal self, which is philebner.com. I'll post that too. And then I'll talk about these links that Tim is adding to the stream. Um, but philebner.com used to be just a site that talked about my video work. And that's still what I do. I do a lot of freelance video editing and graphics work. Uh, but most people who are searching for me online now are people who are interested in me, Phil Ebner, the online instructor. And so I redesigned my philebner.com site to be very simplified. It talks, it gives my backstory, but it also uh, just talks to or sends people to my online course stuff. Uh, so we got... Cola Rally coming in. Hey, Cola. Hey, hey how's it going? How are you doing? Hey, hey, Phil. I'm good, man. I'm good. 
Sorry, I saw the chair open for a while, so I thought I'd jump in and say hi. <laughs> Thanks, Cole. Yeah. Cole. Cole has been a long-time supporter. He's, uh, he's, he's uh, joined me on, on a number of Blab interviews, so always appreciate your support. Nice to, yeah, have, no, nice no, to meet you. Yeah, well, um, I've got a question then, uh, which is, I don't know if you've covered it already because I kind of joined Belay and I was doing other things. Uh, Pricing. Mm. How do you decide on your pricing for your courses? And are you talking about on Udemy or off Udemy or both or just in general? Uh, I mean, generally, I, I mean, I know, I guess you've got to think specifically about pricing on Udemy because it's mm-hmm. it's a platform with other where they're going to be advertising other people next to your own course. Yeah. Uh, but so I guess specifically for Udemy but just generally anyway. Yeah, I think like a lot of instructors I on Udemy and off I try to uh make my classes they are premium and I price them premium even though most of my sales on Udemy honestly are discounted. Um, but my prices now, I think all of them end in seven or they should, I need to check that, but they all end in seven now. Um, so I have courses that are 97, 197, 297, and even 47. And the reason why I personally differentiate the prices is because I do have courses that are more robust and courses that are more smaller. And I want people to know that. I want people to come to my channel and see that there is a difference in the the courses. If I priced all my courses at 297, which I see some people doing, they put every single course of theirs at 300 or at 299 or 297. Well, that's that could, might work for them. But for me, I I would feel confused as a buyer. Like, oh, well, are all these courses the same quality. So I kind of like to differentiate my courses and um, to make it seem like there is a difference, which there actually is a difference. Um, But for me, again, I think I try to, if it is a full course, um, kind of like a complete course that covers an an entire topic, I price it at $297. And if it's like a smaller course, I do it cheaper. I've tried lowering the prices to get more organic sales. That's something that um, I think someone from Udemy s- suggested that I try just to lower my prices, but I was lowering my prices to $49, $29, even $19 for some of my bigger courses. And I just wasn't getting organic sales on Udemy. So mm-hmm. I figured I might as well put the prices back up and people think they're getting a better deal when they get those discount, the do the Udemy discount for $9 or $19 or whatever. So that's my strategy. I don't know. It's very similar to, I think, what a lot of people are doing. It's interesting, though. Oh, sorry. No, so I was just saying that in a, in a course I did by Scott Duffy, Scott, Scott Duffy has this uh, Udemy SEO course. And it's interesting that Udemy sort of said to, to drop your courses because he said to to rank, like, he sort of worked out the algorithm to a degree as, as best you can through experimentation. But he said that he found that the higher priced courses along with other things will actually rank higher too because obviously organically, if, if, if Udemy is going to take 50%, they're going to you know, pop a high a high price course up there in, in the top three. Mm, so it's a yeah. thing. Um, and it's also interesting that you say that I, I talk I, I talk about a disconnect and I talk about two two shiny red Ferraris that are that are put that are identical in every way. So they're identical year, model and mileage. And one's got a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar price tag and the other's got a thirty thousand price tag. 
and you, you look at the 30,000 and you go, what's wrong with it? Is it stolen? What's Is it broken? It? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden there's, 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 there's a disconnect in the, in, in the mind of the buyer. They're, like the, the, the BS filter just goes straight up. Whereas when they're looking at, you know, if they, if, if they had the money in the bank and they, and they were going to make the purchase, they would, you know, nine times out of 10, they'd actually go for the, you know, for the higher price. So that's, so if you, if you, if you are presenting something as a quality product and then you put a, 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 a rock basement price on it, there is a disconnect. But if you, mm-hmm. if you put a, put a quality price on it, and then it gets discounted. So they're saying, okay, this normally goes for two ninety seven. Now you get it today for ten. That's a totally different story. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Phil, I was going to ask because I didn't know whether you also sell your course uh, outside of Udemy. In which case, do you have a different pricing for there? Yeah, so um, I do sell. I did post my courses using Teachable on my own site, and. Up until recently, they were all the same price. And I think they should be the same price as on Udemy because I don't want people to see um, the same course priced differently. Uh, I think that will create questions that I won't be able to really answer. I think I eventually I want to add more to my classes on my own site and price them higher so that there actually is a reason why I price higher. Um, but yeah, I'm pricing the same. And I, I don't think you were on when I was talking about it, but I've been getting full price sales um, with little marketing on my own site. Um, I do, I have been blogging for like three years and posting weekly articles. Um, and I have like over 10,000 visitors to my site every month, um, which for me seems awesome. I think, I think a lot of people will be like, well, that's not that much traffic, but uh, for me it's awesome. And people just organically go to my courses page and, I've been getting some full price sales um, on that site. Um, and then, yeah, just to add about the premium pricing, that's interesting about what Scott Duffy said about the algorithm. That makes that kind of makes sense that they would want to prom- uh, have the higher price courses up first. And I know Alan Hill, he's had so much success on Udemy and he does price all of his courses at 300. And while most, online marketers would say end in a seven or at least end in a nine, his courses are $300. And maybe that's part of the reason is that that helps his ranking. And he, he gets so many people buying his courses. So that might, <laughs> that, he might be onto something. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I've, I've never heard other things in the ending in seven. I've never heard of the ending in seven option. Actually, You always hear about nine. So has anyone tested you know, two ninety seven versus two ninety nine, for instance. Yeah, I think there. I mean, I was talking to Dave Espino, another instructor. Um, we actually have a blab show on Thursdays now, and I don't know what he he got it from, but he did know that there were some big marketers who do hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in sale, and they have price tested, and they said the two ninety seven works um, better. I mean, we didn't know really the reason why. I'm my personal opinion is that uh, if you have a pri- uh, something that costs $19 versus $17, obviously 17 so- sounds better. Um, but if it was anything lower than 17 if it was 16 or even 15 I think as a buyer, I would say, well, that's what, why isn't it $9 or why isn't it $10? So seven is close yes. enough to that next price, the $20, that it seems like you're getting a deal for it. 
but it's um, it's still far enough away from the lower price that you're not wondering why it's even cheaper. So that's my own personal opinion, but there have been people that have studied it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say no, numerology, I said, I, I have heard, I haven't, I don't know the source, but I've been told that in Europe, seven is a lucky number. Like saying, like in Asia, eight is a lucky number. So I think it depends on who you're marketing. Like if you were marketing to, know, to Asia, you'd probably be ending in eight. No? Yeah. So it, it really depends on, you know, on your market. But I know, I know personally, and I see it a lot that a lot of marketers end in, end in seven and they're very, very successful. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. So, uh, well, that, that was me. I'll, <laughs> I'll jump off and let somebody else uh, come in. Thanks, Thanks. Nice always, you. always great speaking All to you. Right. Yeah, and you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks a lot. Barb posted an interesting comment about masterclass.com, which has, I've been, they've been doing a ton of advertising apparently because I, I've seen their advertisements on YouTube and online and maybe even on TV, but they're getting people like Kevin Spacey and big name actors and uh, directors and people in the, the, each industry to teach what they call master classes. And the Kevin Spacey class, I guess, is $90 and he'll teach you how to be a better actor. Yeah, it was on the radio. I was listening and they're talking about it. And so when you see a class taught by Kevin Spacey on acting for $90 and then you see maybe on Udemy, I'm sure there are acting classes that are $200, $300. Which class are you going to really take? And so it's it is interesting. I don't know if the audience for Masterclass and Udemy is the same. Um, I'm sure there might be some crossover that will see like the classes on Masterclass and say, "Oh, well, I'm not going to buy on Udemy." But hopefully, um, I think there are enough people on Udemy that will never see or hear about Masterclass that it'll be okay. I mean, I have a class called Photography Masterclass, and one of the biggest complaints I'll say honestly is that people complain that it's not a master class. It doesn't teach you every single thing about photography and it's more geared towards beginners. Um, but it was marketing that I came up with um, through Udemy. They, they like that title and um, we're trying to make it a master class. We're adding content to it, but it's, it's really hard to teach a class that makes everyone happy that teaches every single thing about a specific topic. Uh, so it's it's marketing, yeah. It's the title. I think it's catchy, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, that masterclass.com is pretty interesting. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> but once again, how many how many books do you buy on a subject? How many courses? Like I said, I I don't know how many thousands of dollars. In, like I say in the last, I, I can tell you in the last twelve months, I've I spent two and a half thousand US on in, in a circle. A marketing course with Alex Jespries. I've spent $1,997 with Evan Pagan. I've spent another $1,000 with a guy called Ray Edwards on coding. Um, that's a lot. And so th those are the, those are the three premium courses I bought in the last 12 months. That's not to talk about the money I've spent on Udemy courses and, and other bits and pieces. I, I bought, I bought uh, Ryan Levesque's course on the, you know, the funnel formula for $187. Mm -hmm. Again. So, you know, so masterclass come out if there's if there was something there that that, that that got my interest yeah I'd buy it but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy it to the exclusion of, of whatever else is offered on the internet and if yeah. you look at your book if you look at your bookshelf like you don't just have 
Oh, we just lost him. But I think what he was saying, gonna say, is that you just don't, you don't just have Kevin Spacey books. You have books on acting written by other people, and that's yeah, totally. I think uh, for me, I have a lot of classic or books related to personal finance and growing businesses that I get from the library or that I buy that aren't from famous people that I know. So, oh, Tim's back. Chrome is back. No, Chrome, Chrome, Chrome just goes, oh, snap, or something like that. I'm going, I'm going to be saying other words than snap in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get that high-speed internet down there. Um, well, I, I said I, I actually do have, like, I, where, now where I'm living, I, I can only get ADSL. It's not in a great area. We're a little bit far away from the exchange. So I've got this supercomputer that's cost me you know, a couple of thousand dollars to have custom built, and I've still got this this trouble but yeah it's great when it comes to creating online courses like my old laptop used to take three days to render an hour's worth of video and now <laughs> we're in about five minutes so you know yeah <laughs> totally uh yeah oh and uh, barb makes a good point about kevin spacey not being approachable and this goes for not just classes but uh one pat flynn from smart passive income a lot of people know him uh, he always talks about on his podcast, he likes having the Derek Halperns, the Tim Ferrises, these people who are famous in this this world. But I think for me personally, and he talks about his audience, love the stories where it's normal people that are creating online businesses. And I think it goes, it's the same thing for classes. If you're, I would rather be, I mean, it maybe I'd want both, but I would enjoy a class taught by a normal person that has gained skills and is now teaching it mm -hmm. just as much or more than the guru or the person that everyone knows that are, that is teaching that class. So there's something to be said for normal people teaching, teaching skills. Mm. No, I'm a, I'm a big believer in that too. And I think you know, they say, you know, you don't have to be an expert and I don't, know who coined this this saying now because i've heard two different people say it and, and maybe claim it but they're saying like a fourth grader is an expert to a second grader and if you're just that little bit ahead and and, and some people actually prefer that that if you it's still very the journey is still very fresh for you so you have only like somebody who did it 10 15 years ago technology was different the the market was different everything was different but if somebody just did this two weeks ago, a month ago, they've, they've had those challenges recently. They've had those challenges in the current environment and they've overcome them. And now they're teaching you, look, I was here and now I'm there. And this is, this is how, this is how I got there. People that, that, that is more meaningful than somebody who's got a hundred million dollars saying, well, this is how I made my fortune 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. And that's why some of my courses have done, have done so well. And that's also why some of my older courses aren't doing as well anymore, because just in the past three years, some of the programs that I use have changed. People have, other people have come on and taught better courses than me or more advanced courses. Uh, but I've also advanced myself too. So there's an opportunity to create a new course or update my courses. Um, a lot of my courses aren't as evergreen as I would like them to be. There are some topics that are evergreen. I would say photography in general is a pretty evergreen topic, but there's new cameras, there's new techniques coming all the time. Um, so that's one piece of advice, though, is to try to create a course that is evergreen so that you can sell it for the next at least two, three years. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we're coming up to, uh, I don't know, 
Don't even have a, a little clue. over an hour. Yeah, yeah, a little uh, over an hour. So, is is there anything that that you particularly you know, just just to start to to wrap up? Is there anything, any point in particular that you really want to sort of drum home? I think my biggest thing. Well, Barb sounds like she wants to call in, and she can. I'll just say one point though. I think the biggest thing that I'm doing right now to promote my courses is to on my own site have free courses that turn into that I will use to promote a paid course. And an example is the links that you posted. Not that I'm going to try to promote my paid course to you because this is really good free free content. But uh, this course here is a free... Um, I created like 12 videos or so with what I think are the top 12 tips um, for teaching online courses right now. I taught a class on how to teach online courses a few years or like two years ago. Um, but a lot has changed and I've learned a lot. And so that link right there will is free and you can uh, watch those videos. And then also to promote my bundle, my passive income bundle, um, here is a, all, all of my courses related to passive income and you can get it for $9 uh, a month. Uh, which is a really great deal. Um, you couldn't do that on Udemy and you could uh, take them all in one month if you want and not to subscribe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think you're going to get through them all at, all in a month. So that includes my teaching online course. It includes uh, my screencasting course. It includes a course on writing eBooks, getting your e- email list started, freelancing, designing ebook covers, basically all the things that I'm using right now to uh, build my online teaching career and um, my online businesses. But most of it's related to teaching online. So anybody that's interested in teaching online courses, uh, that's a really good bundle to start with. Mm. And I just, had a, I just had a question come in. Um, I don't know the name because Smart Office Help, but asks how... Um, how I enjoy using Teachable. Well, I actually don't. I, I am with Teachable. I've got some courses there. I don't act, actively promote to those courses. I don't. Act, I don't actively promote to my Udemy courses. Everything happens organically for me. Um, my, as I, as I said earlier on in, in the show, I'm going through this this training at the moment. It's costing me an arm and a leg. So I'm actually taking action because otherwise it's a massive waste of money. So so what basically what I'm setting up as far as my my courses is concerned is going to be a membership site on my own platform. Uh, and I, I, I use a I use a, a plugin called Optimize Press, which has uh, a lot of pre-made templates. So it's very, very quick. And then I use a a, a membership site, say wishlist member, and that's the way that I'll I'll be doing all my all my courses is actually going to be I'm not, I'm not even using I actually own uh, a, an LMS WordPress plugin but I'm not even going to be using that it's, it's going to be very very you know cut down just WordPress optimized press and wish wish list member and then obviously that's hooking into autoresponders and and uh, and e-commerce and everything else all very easily for me then what I and part of my training is going to be there's going to be core core uh, modules probably about six or seven core modules and then there's going to be a number of live coaching sessions via webinar so each of those live coaching sessions then goes into um, more more depth to the core but then opens up 
to sim- something similar to this, like with interaction so people can ask questions and get live coaching and basically so as a as a as a teacher as an instructor it's our responsibility to guide the person through to their learning objective okay you can probably and still hear me to keep them okay so just to answer your que- question about teachable since i am using it i really love it um for me it's relatively cheap they take 10 percent for the free um version i just want to confirm but they take i think 10 percent of each sale and for the amount of backend that they supply, it's it's worth it. I mean, they supply the video hosting. They p- supply a really beautiful um, course experience for a student. You get all your analytics that you want. You get their email, the email address of new students. You can bundle courses. You can price them however you want. You could su- do subscription-based uh, courses. And so for me, it's just really, really awesome. And for people who are coming from Udemy, you can do basically a one-click import of your Udemy courses onto Teachable, literally just copying and pasting the the Udemy uh, URL code uh, URL of your course, and it's on there on Teachable, ready to go. And so yeah, just they do have a free version. It's no money a month, zero dollars a month, and they take ten percent. Plus one dollar, um, but for courses that are selling for ninety seven dollars, one ninety seven, that's a pretty good deal. In the end, there's pro- there it might be more worth it to do like what Tim's doing that and creating your own platform. And I know other instructors that do that, like Rob Cubbin. But um, but for me, it's just the ease and the hassle free um, kind of support that they also give. Uh, is is really great because if there's a problem with a student experience, it's there's support on Teachable that the student can get. And it's not up to me to figure out, oh, is there some sort of web code or video issue? Um, I can just ask Teachable support and they'll fix it for me. And so I highly suggest Teachable for people who are new to teaching online to get control of your courses to set your prices however you want them um, and build your own audience because you get their email addresses. You can right now hook up Teachable with ConvertKit, I think MailChimp, I don't know what other email service providers so that as soon as someone signs up for your course, they can get on an email list of yours um, as well. And you can have them go through uh, an email sequence to either convert them from a free course to a paid course or from a paid course to another paid course or something like that. So Tim's hopping back on. I didn't get, I didn't even get a blue screen that time. I just went black. (laughs) That's okay. I was talking about teachable. I think everyone was having fun is fine. (laughs) (laughs) I said, you're, you're, you're a co-host mate. I said, I warned you at at, at the beginning, you're in control. (laughs) Yeah. I took over the controls. It's fine. Uh, when you've been in IT long enough, you just, you, you just know not to get flustered. And um, yeah. yeah, just don't get flustered. <laughs> someday, someday, every single technical issue will just work itself out one day. Yeah, one day. <laughs> and that'd be a fantastic Udemy course, wouldn't it? How to, yeah. how, to, how, to, how to have a perfect system. Yeah. Okay. I think what we might do, um, we have been, Phil's been very, very generous with his time. But uh, I think it is it is time that we we do wrap up. I'd like to once again thank Phil for 
like the wealth of knowledge he shares so freely. And, and this is the point. If you're going to be successful online, you've got to move that free line and you've got to be prepared to give information away because that's the way you're going to be building your trust and your relationship and your rapport with your students. And then as they get to know you, they get to know your teaching style. They know that you know your stuff. Then they are more likely to to join you in your courses. So um, thank you very much, Phil. And thank you to you, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast and I can't wait to, to do it again. Perfect. Always a pleasure. Okay, so I hope you found the information that Phil shared very useful because as you can see, it isn't difficult. It does take some time and some commitment, but it doesn't take a lot of money. Most of Phil's promotional activities are all free. It's content marketing. So he's creating useful and valuable free content via blog posts and YouTube videos, which are then directing people to his site and then linking through to his courses on Teachable. So it is a very proven strategy. It's a strategy that I use myself. I use a lot of content marketing and it it works really, really well. And I said, it's very cost effective because all it's costing you is your time. So please take action, take this on board and you will increase your course sales considerably. Now, once again, the show notes for this episode can be found at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 36. That's ecoursedomination.com forward slash 36, numbers three and six. And if you found this episode useful, I'd really, really appreciate it if you could pop across to iTunes and leave an honest rating and review because your ratings help to rank the show and help other people find it. And the more people who can find this information, the more people I can help. So your reviews ultimately help other people. And that's a good thing. And if you leave a five-star review, send me an email at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com. Letting me know that you've left a five-star review and the country you're from, and I'll give you a shout out on the show. And also, if you have any questions at all, if you have, if there's something you want to know more about, a topic you want me to cover, somebody you want me to interview, or if you believe you have something to share, once again, please email me at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com, and we'll get right on to that. And lastly, I'd like to thank you. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. I know we live in a very busy world. We've got so many things competing for our attention. We've got so much information coming in. It can be overwhelming at times. But the simple fact that you take the time to listen to these podcasts, I really do appreciate it and I do appreciate you. I hope you are taking action. I hope you're taking the information that we share from week to week and you're putting it to work and you are building a successful online course business. And until next time, take care.